There is no name like the name of our God because there is no one like our God. The many divine names used in Scripture reveal His perfect nature. Let's open the Word of God today with Scott Pauling and learn more about the name. The last couple of days, we have been looking at the name of God as our Father. And today, I want to come to one of those expressions near the end of the New Testament, a verse that I actually alluded to a couple of episodes ago, but now I want us to really delve into. It's found in the book of James, which I think is beautiful because you'll remember that James is a book that is very practical. It makes a difference in the way we live our life. Uh, our faith is to be evident by our works day by day. And so in the midst of this book, we have this, this beautiful theological section about God as our Father. Why would that be? Well, I believe it's because the Father wants obedient children. The Father expects His children to reflect Him in this world. So what do we learn about our Father? Well, the verse is James chapter 1, verse number 17, and it says this, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of His own will begat He us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of His creatures. So, here we have the Heavenly Father, but He's referred to specifically by this expression, the Father of lights. Isn't that an amazing, amazing expression, the Father of lights? What could that mean? Well, we know, of course, His nature is light. The Bible says that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. But the word here is the plural, the Father of lights, plural. Think of all of the lights, the great light that rules the day, the sun. The Father is the Father of that. Uh, the lesser light to rule the night, the moon, the stars. Well, our Father is the Father of that too. And uh, what about uh, all of the bright things in the world, every good thing? That's really the context of the verse. Oh yes, He's the Father of that too. And what about the light of the world, the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ that came? Oh yes, He's, he's His Father too. And what about the children of light? That's what believers are referred to in the New Testament. The children of light. Well, guess who your father is? It's the father of lights. In other words, the point is this, that every darkness finds its origin in sin and Satan. Every dark thing in this world uh, can be found in the father of that sin, which is the devil. But every bright thing, every light thing, finds its origin and its power in the Father of lights. And I believe that these two verses, James 1, 17 and 18, actually reveal several things that the Father wants His children to know. So let's look at them. First of all, we see that the Father of lights is the one who gives every good gift. The Bible begins this way in verse 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. In other words, if there's any good thing in your life, just count on it. The Father sent it your way. That's why every blessing 
should bring up gratitude in our hearts to our Father. That our thanksgiving should not just be something we do on occasion. It should be a way of life because every good thing and every perfect thing in our life we know came from God. So the Father of lights is the one who gives every good gift. Only that, the Father of lights is the one who is above. In fact, the Holy Spirit is careful to repeat this. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights. Why would that be important to know that God is up? And sometimes we ask children, where's God? And they, they point up. Uh, well, we're not really so much dealing with geographical things here as we are the fact that He is high and exalted and lifted up. It means He's seated on the throne of heaven. He is the God of eternity. He sees the end from the beginning. And here's the practical principle. He has a better vantage point than you do. Have you lived long enough to realize that your parents saw some things before you could? Even as parents, perhaps now, uh, do you understand that you have a vantage point that your young children do not have? You've lived a little longer. You have a little more experience and wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Now imagine that that's true of our Heavenly Father in a perfect way. He is the God who is up. He is the God who is above. He is the God who sends everything down. You can trust a Father who can see better than you can. And so, the Father of lights is the giver of every good and perfect gift. The Father of lights is the one who is above. And then the Father of lights is the one who never changes. The end of verse 17 says, With whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Think of that. Uh, do you see the little play on words here? The Father of lights, no shadow of turning. Light cast a shadow. You can watch the shadow and see the turning of something he says, if you'll keep your eyes on the Father of lights, you'll realize He never moves. His nature never changes. His goodness never varies. Uh, His direction uh, is never adjusted. Why? Because our Father is always the same. He's the everlasting God. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. As a matter of fact, at the end of the Old Testament, He said, I am the Lord. I change not. We're living in a world right now that is full of change. And maybe you personally are dealing with lots of, of change and turmoil and everything seems upended. Could I just tell you, your father is where he's always been and he is who he's always been. And he's going to do what he's always done because he's the father of lights in whom is no variableness, not a degree of change, neither shadow of turning. And then one more thing. In the next verse, verse 18, he continues this thought, of his own will begat he us. Do you hear that word begat? That's a father term. Uh, we know that the Lord Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God. That's a term of eternal generation. But when you came to know the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior, you were born again. You were begotten. You were brought into the family by new birth. And the Bible says in verse 18, of his own will begat he us with the word of truth. Uh, we know, of course, that God has a perfect will. He's working His will. We know that He has a perfect word. That's the word of truth. Uh, but here's the point of verse number 18, that your Father has a purpose for your life. Why did He bring you into the family? Why have you been born again? Why did uh, the word of truth come to you? Well, listen to the rest of the verse. Of His own will begat He us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of His creatures. He wanted us to exemplify what His image looked like, what His children 
looked like. In other words, the children ought to point back to the father. Maybe the real question is not do you know him as your father, but rather are you making your father known to others? And do other people want to come into the family because of you? Do you remember where we started this study? We're in James. We're in this deeply practical book that talks about how you're going to live your life. In fact, in the, in the verses that precede these verses, he talks about not yielding to temptation. Do not err, my beloved brethren. And in the verses after these verses, he says, guard your temper and guard your tongue. In other words, we don't just say, oh yes, I'm glad he's my father. We say, Father, I want to be an obedient child and I want other people to have the right estimation of my father, the father of lights. He's the one who gives every good gift. He's the one who's high and exalted and sees everything. He's the one who never changes. And he's the one who brought me into the family so that others would see his image in me. I want to challenge you today to allow the Father of lights to so work in you that His light is seen in your life. We are told in Acts 4 verse 12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you can place your faith in Him now. And God promises, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We encourage you to listen to all of our studies in this series and find other helpful tools on our website. If you would like to support this Bible teaching ministry, you may do so at enjoyingthejourney.org. Thank you for helping us reach others with the gospel.